Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And I have no idea what episode this is. Oh, it's episode 39. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) This is book 35. And long-time listeners will know that ever since we started going off off piste, so to speak, by putting it in track. Yeah, extra episodes and Christmas specials and whatnot, Mm -hmm. we have... uh, We've lost all sense, or I have lost all sense of what number we're on. Yeah. But because it is book thirty-five. It is, yes. And it is out of control. <gasps> oh my god. And I think we can say that the cover is out of control. It, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna start out before we get to the cover, we're gonna start out, as usual, with some taglines and blurbs. Yes. All right. Will Aaron Dallas destroy Elizabeth and Jeffrey's happiness? Well, that is a very weird way of putting it, considering it's it's apparently the oh. whole point of it is Elizabeth and Jeffrey, not paroled. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Aaron and Heather. Yeah. Mm. And the, the yeah. back blurb is, mad at the world. Oh, no. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Which he is. He is. Poor old Aaron. Yeah. Okay. Surprisingly sympathetic. Yeah, weirdly. Mm. Even though Elizabeth tries to make it all about her, but you know. Of course. Uh, Aaron Dallas, the handsome co-captain of the Sweet <gasps> Valley High soccer team. Used is to he be- handsome? Well, different. I don't know. Um, I mean, he's lived in Sweet Valley, so he probably Oh, of course. Is, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yes. What about um, Sorry for interrupting. Do go on. <laughs> As I was saying. Uh, used to be friendly and likeable, but suddenly he's changed. He explodes whenever the smallest thing goes wrong and lashes out at everyone, including his teammates and his girlfriend, Heather. Mm. He doesn't really lash out at Heather. No, he's that actually, is the, quite, actually he's quite nice to her consistently. Yeah. It's why he's not a... Uh, he's, he's actually not a monster. Yeah. Comparatively, he's actually not. Yeah, he's, I mean, in comparison to some of the rage monsters Liz has got out with. Anyway. Elizabeth Wakefield is concerned about the change in Aaron. Her boyfriend, Geoffrey French, is Aaron's best friend. Geoffrey keeps making excuses for Aaron and Elizabeth can't persuade him that his best friend really needs help until Geoffrey himself becomes the target of Aaron's rage. But that doesn't happen until the very end. This is a strange... uh, Misleading. And it's very spoilery. Kind of it. Well, they usually are, though, aren't oh, they? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Why am I criticising them I for know. this? <laughs> we should now. <laughs> and that's the end of the blurb. That's quite. Uh, yeah. that's, that's a bit abrupt, I think. A little bit, yeah. Usually there's, uh, there's a bit more sort of. Will they? Yeah, no, yeah. Da, da, questions da. and yeah. <laughs> more ellipses, usually. <laughs> but maybe uh, they know that we're all in a hurry to get to that cover. Yeah. So uh, how would you describe it? It's it's very, it's an action shot, which is unusual, isn't it? Like it's usually people being quite static and just Mm. sort of standing still and staring down the camera. So in this one, we've we've got um, Jeffrey and Elizabeth standing to one side and there's Aaron, but he's got like Jeffrey's shirt all bunched up, like he's about to punch him or something. uh, And it's our first glimpse of Jeffrey. Let's have a look at him because I I was reading this one on the Kindle so I didn't get to see him in all his glory. Oh my God, he's dreadful. (laughs) 
He's like, he just came off the conveyor belt at a wasp factory. Yes. Like, he is... Gino's polo shirt. Terrible hair. <laughs> oh, my Lord. He just needs, like, a sweater draped around his shoulders. I'm surprised he doesn't have one. Oh, my God. And Aaron's... What's Aaron? Aaron's got a rugby shirt. It's like on, a rugby shirt, yeah. And he looks about 30. They always do, though, don't they? Good point. Yeah. Let's have a look at Liz. What's she... Uh... Um... Liz is kind of in her usual sort of high-waisted <laughs> baggy. The fucking high-waisted baggy. She knows as always at elastic-aged waist. Um, Has she got like, the, po- the pink polo pink shirt polo on? Shirt. <gasps> James Matthews got great wear out of that pink <laughs> polo shirt. All his models constantly wear. Throw that it. on, be grand. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. It is a it is a very dramatic scene. Mm, it is. There's actually things happening. Mm. How would you describe the expression on Aaron's face? Aaron, yeah, like he looks pissed off. Mm. He he's, looks like he's kind of in the middle of saying something as like, well. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how we imagine him. <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey just looks kind of shocked. And like, it's too <laughs> after all this time. After all my defending of you. Yeah. And again, like that is spoilery because that is sort of what happens like really in the last very much at pages the end yeah. yeah yeah. well mm. I mean I hope that's whetted your appetite listeners because there is a lot going on in this book there and is. again it was way better than I remembered it being so much better oh my oh god, my god. <laughs> yeah. it does have what I can only describe it's one of the greatest moments ever in a Sweet Valley book one of the most satisfying moments wow think of it It happened. I'm not going to spoil it okay <laughs> but when I say it happens towards the end of the book in the bleachers when somebody says something to Elizabeth that someone should have said quite some time ago. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean. Okay, yes. Well, let's jump in because we yeah. have a lot to talk about. <laughs> so the book begins with Liz thinking fondly about how amazing Jeffrey is. Oh. And uh, then she's she's on her way back into school. She's come home and she's going back in to meet him after his football practice. And when she's leaving, she's like, gives herself a little wink in the mirror. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> She is unbearable. <laughs> well, she is particularly unbearable in this book. Yeah. I think we can agree. <laughs> she is appalling. She is. So uh, after she's sort of winked us farewell at her own reflection, she goes into Jess's room. And Jess is, uh, is very focused. She's obviously, by the way, there's a nice little meta moment here because we get a description of the Hershey bar, including the fact that Jess's Sweet Dreams romance books yeah. um, are all over the place. And they were published by, you used to get blurbs for them in the back of the Sweet Valley oh books. God. They were published by the same people. Oh, yeah. How about that vertical integration? I know. So <laughs> clever. Well done, bantam marketers. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, Jess is, is engrossed in something. So engrossed she doesn't even notice Prince Albert. But what could it be, Karen? What is she so engrossed in? It's definitely not a pyramid scheme, that's for no. sure. No. <laughs> oh my goodness, of course not. It's perfectly legitimate. Oh God. Yeah, so she is uh, enraptured by a leaflet for, <laughs> for tofu glow. <gasps> I'm just going to say now that I had totally forgotten that this was a book with the tofu glow subplot. Because yeah. this is one of the all-time classics. It's, ga- it's Jessica being gas, which is yes. great fun because it's just like a relatively benevolent kind mm. of She's little up. it's hijinks exactly <laughs> yeah. up to hijinks yeah. no one gets hurt no yeah no one's you know she's not going out of her way to hurt anyone's feelings or like an ex miserable like my dad yeah she, she catches up with herself oh yeah worry. don't worry but, uh, this is like the camp I just, for the story I really love it when she's doing relatively harmless ridiculous hijinks. things yeah it's yes, so me funny too. <laughs> so uh, tell, tell us what tofu glow is I believe Jessica has an explanation for uh, 
for what it is. Yeah. She's, she's got a whole a whole uh, spiel. She well, yeah, apparently tons of tofu glow girls make thousands of dollars selling all this stuff. So yes. it's kind of like it's a beauty line. It's of some a line sort of... where it's like shampoos and oh yeah, facial cleanser, moisturizer, some kind of diet supplement. It's very vague about the diet the supplement. Diet supplement. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Mm. We don't get any real details on that. No. Uh, but it's all made of soybeans. Yeah, tofu shampoo name. and uh, soya soft. Ooh. So it's all it's all natural. So it's <gasps> definitely good for you. <laughs> and this, oh my god, Liz is yet again an absolute sap. <laughs> so there's a, um, you know, we hear all this stuff about how amazing tofu glow is, and there's all these testimonials from people who are like, I paid for my kids through college. Oh yes, selling tofu glow, and Liz thinks. These products sound disgusting and I find it very hard to believe you would earn hundreds of thousands of dollars just from selling them. But despite this, goes, well, you know, if anyone can sell these things, it's you, Jess, because you're so good at manipulating people. Plus, she's so healthy and beautiful. She's a walking advertisement. Oh, it's so, yeah, that's not good. No. Oof. And Jess has plans for her first her first sales when mm. she gets hold of this shite. Um, she's going to hold a tofu party for the pie beaters. Yes, get all the girls over and uh, cajole them into buying that shite, I suppose. Yes, basically. <laughs> but there's a catch. <laughs> and the catch is that she has to buy the products first from Tofu Glow. Uh-oh. And it costs $150. Yeah. And she already has $100. And of course she asks Liz, for the 50 bucks and Liz because she's a massive sap and a doormat agrees to lend it to her even though she knows she won't get it back yeah. I don't say for fuck's sake Liz <laughs> like she knows it's dodge yeah. she guesses it's dodge she does and but, she yeah and she knows even if it wasn't that like Jessica's not going to pay her back this just no. isn't how she rolls no, but do it anyway Liz she why not yeah, cause roll she's, over because it's like oh it took a lot of babysitting to make 50 dollars and like 50 dollars like yeah. when you're it was a teenager. A teenager. That's 30 years ago. Oh my God. I know. It's ridiculous. Still a lot of money. <laughs> I know. I would be handing out. Handing it over. Yeah. <laughs> if you go. So Liz drives off to Sweet Valley High and gazes lovingly about, uh, around at the town, which we're told is big enough to be interesting and exciting, <laughs> yet small enough so that everyone felt like a neighbour. Oh God. All the better to nose into their business. Absolutely. <laughs> Yes. How else can you insert yourself into everyone's lives? Oh, of course. So she, she she casts her mind back to Jessica's other many money-making schemes over the years. But she's, I don't know, somehow this... And she doesn't even think this is going to be different. She's just like, oh, well, there's yeah, 50 quid to have like, ha, ha, Classic Jess. Like, yes. Okay. That's your money you've given her, but all right, sure. Good for you. So she goes to the football match and she gazes thirstily at Jeffrey. <laughs> She is a thirsty bitch, it's true. She really is. <laughs> and why not? Even though she has terrible taste. Oh, God. And Edith joins her, because clearly Edith has nothing better. Like, Edith, no, seriously. Edith, I have a theory. Edith is on the prowl for a soccer boy. Oh! <laughs> That's what I've decided. Because why would you be arsed going watching practice? If Your you, friends, like, yeah. boyfriends, football practice. Nah, she's on the prowl, oh, definitely. it's ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. So, uh, and Liz says to her... So, Something like, oh, yeah, you had your chance with Jeffrey, ha, ha, ha. Except she didn't. She fancied him. Liz tried to cajole them into going out Badgered until her, yeah. Edith was actually in tears. In tears and crying and saying, please stop. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, keep keep telling yourself that's what happened, Liz. Yeah. Um, so Aaron is obviously the best player. Even Liz, who doesn't know anything about football or soccer, um, doesn't, you know, she can, she can even see his skills. But then something happens on the pitch. <gasps> 
Yeah, it was a Tony Tony Esteban. He turned yeah. up before in a race, I think, he didn't did. he? He did. He's, oh, he's quite he's the sports like, He's a sports guy. He just pops up every so often when I you need I think he someone. turns up to be in a sort of across the racial lines Ooh. romance later on. Okay. Yeah. We need a Mexican for something. <laughs> Get Tony in here. <laughs> the soul would have like two non-wasps so far. Oh, God. Yeah, so Tony like just steals the ball from Aaron, but Aaron freaks and yeah yeah, just starts yelling at everybody and reckons it's a bad call and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, he says Tony was a foul. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No one else agrees but Aaron goes nuts. Yeah, Aaron just flips the lid and everyone's like what is happening? (laughs) This is not enough to freak this much at your teammate. And also Enid and Liz are up in the bleachers talking about it and we're told well actually it happened at the end of the last book that Aaron has been just losing the rag constantly and with no provocation Yes, and people are starting to not like him. Yeah, and understandably for well, once often they just turn against people for, for no reason for just snobbishness <laughs> this is at least some bit justified because yes. you know that's not going to be much crack to hang out with if it's someone who's just yeah roaring and screaming at people all yeah, the time for no reason yeah. yes so uh, and it's it's really causing an issue in the school but Jeffrey is standing by Aaron because Aaron is his oldest friend mm. at Sweet Valley because they met in football camp before and he has told Liz that Aaron is having family problems yes He's yeah, so there is some. There's an underlying issue here. Yeah, he's not. It's not just completely out of the blue. And Liz is sympathetic, but she still thinks Aaron needs to control his rage, mm. and she's had enough of him. And she says that Aaron, he doesn't deserve a friend like Jeffrey and his terrible. Because apparently, it's up to her to decide. Of course, it is. <laughs> and then Edith, I think you are totally right about the on the prowl stuff. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, she goes and waits with Liz outside the locker room. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> She's just there with a butterfly net waiting. Yeah. <laughs> a giant yeah. one. Get like, me a boy. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sadly, we don't get to see this happen. Because she just goes off then. Yeah. Um, and Liz is really all agitated. She's like pacing up and down. And um, she feels that it's inevitable that one day Aaron will lash out at Jeffrey. Yeah. And Jeffrey appears and when Liz brings up Aaron's rage, Jeffrey again defends him and says, look, his mother just left his father. Yeah, like it's quite serious what's going on at home. Like, and he's he's obviously not taking it very well. So no, he's uh, I think his dad is really strict as well. And he's just he's having a really rough time of it. And as we find out quite quickly, his dad has a temper. Yes. Yeah. And when Liz says, look, I'm sorry for him, but he needs to control himself. And Jeffrey says, control himself? Come on, Liz. You make him sound like a psychopath. You're like, well, she does know rage monsters. She's... She loves loves you, Jeffrey. Yeah. Mr. Fucking grabby hands when it comes to giving out to women. (laughs) Fuck off. You little fool. (laughs) Um, So anyway, if she thinks it's bad, it must be bad. And Jeffrey admits the rest of the team are tiring of Aaron and that the coach said that if he doesn't if he doesn't sort himself out, he's gonna be off the team. Yeah. Um and when Aaron appears, there's a very awkward moment when Jeffrey and Jeff this is a shitty of Jeffrey. So Jeffrey doesn't look at Liz and is like, Oh yes, I uh, I told um, Aaron that the two of us would go for a double date with him and his girlfriend Heather on Friday. That's fine, isn't it? And Liz yeah. is like Wait, what? what? <laughs> and what could she do? I know, yeah. Simon's right there. Yeah, it's very awkward. Mm. And Liz does not like Heather. Now, she doesn't like Heather for very, very stupid reasons. But <laughs> she doesn't like her. And Le- uh, uh, Jeffrey should not have arranged without 
this without telling her. And telling also, her, yeah. Like, if you can't make plans for someone like that. It's not very And nice. also tell her in front of Aaron, so she can't... Yeah, so she can't go, actually, I have something on. Because, you know, she might have had something on. Yes, but we're told that uh, she doesn't like Heather because Heather only is empty-headed. It only talks about clothes and Aaron. And, I'm sorry, have you met your sister? It's literally, that's what I wrote down. <laughs> have you met your sister, you bitch? <laughs> There we go. Like straight away. What oh. is her problem? Oh my God. Oh, she's, she's so awful. Terrible. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so they go home or uh, Liz goes, uh, Liz and Jeffrey go back to her house and Alice greets them. And of course, we're reminded that she looks just like their sister. And then Alice has a bit of a, I don't know, possibly racist jibe at Mexican food. Oh God, yes. <laughs> I don't know why Mexican food has to be in little pieces, but that's the way it is. What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, she's she sort of commandeers uh, Jeffrey and, uh, and Liz into chopping up things. Yeah, making make a bit of dinner or whatever. I do enjoy that she has like special plates for the Mexican food and all as well. It's oh, does like, she? I didn't notice yeah. that. Where is it? Oh, yeah. Oh. She hands Jeffrey a stack of Mexican earthenware plates. Oh. She is a hostess. <laughs> she is. And she's an interior designer. <laughs> Lest she has we got this. She has got appropriate plates for every dinner. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it both her, she and Ned have heard about Aaron's skills in the forthcoming match and uh, as my notes say, Mr. Holland was right. This dad really is too obsessed with oh, school sports. Absolutely obsessed. Yeah, they're playing Big Mesa, I think. That's the yeah, kind and it's, of, yeah. Is it, it's, I don't know if it's even a final or something. Oh, but who even knows? They're all obsessed. And then there's an amazing moment where Jessica makes a dramatic entrance <gasps> so and good. just says, a fur coat. <laughs> she just strides into the room going, a fur coat. Just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and why does she say this? Oh, because that's what she's decided she's going to buy with all her earnings when she eventually sells a bunch of tofu. Close shampoo. She's like, that's what I'm going to buy first. Mink. (laughs) Of course it is. I'm literally fist thumping with joy (laughs) at the ridiculousness of this, even though obviously fur is wrong and don't buy it. Um, But uh, yeah, she's she's told them all about her tofu glow dream and Ned asks, rightly, there's actually some good parenting from Mm. Ned in this book, has she researched tofu glow to make sure she's not being scammed? And of course she says, I wouldn't get involved in anything dodgy. It's like, really? Are you sure about that? You are very (laughs) gullible. there is no evidence to suggest (laughs) that's ever been the case. (laughs) And that you're not incredibly gullible when you think you're going to get something. But Alice is not entirely against the scheme because she remembers that she sold cleaning products door to door back in college and it was great and so she's like well yeah she thinks it might be good experience for her and you know yeah be grand so uh, Ned says okay well fine but I'm going to investigate Tofu Glow anyway and uh, I I bet Jess has not told them that she has to pay 150 bucks oh no way she told them that almost certain in fact she hasn't because they would step in but anyway, she spends dinner talking about her plans for when she is disgustingly rich. <laughs> She's on a mission. She really, really is. Um, so then it cuts to the double date and the chapter begins. This this uh, ghostwriter is having fun. The chapter begins, pour us some more champagne, Teddy. But Lady Ashley, do you really think it's wise? It's a dangerous night. Oh, Teddy, that's precisely what I mean. Don't say no to me tonight, or a Paris awaits us. <laughs> Unless you think that this book has taken a, a more exciting and dramatic turn than usual, it's just the film. Aww. It's the double date yes. that uh, Jeffrey and Liz and Aaron and Heather are on. Oh, God. And Liz is loving this. 
Yes, she's uh, she's loving the movie, but she's sitting beside Heather. Mm. And in fairness to Liz, Heather keeps trying to talk to her during the film, yeah, which, which is, not cool. is annoying and that's yes. not cool. So I'm, I'm, you know, that is a point against Heather in fairness. Very, very true. <laughs> and at the end, uh, Liz, Liz cries and Heather cries and uh, somebody who always cries films. That's fine with me. But then Heather talks about uh, the, the incredible costumes and how great they were. So it's a period drama. Yeah. And Liz, as I would say, the shallow prick <coughs> rolled, literally rolled her eyes at Jeffrey like yeah. they're standing right there. She rolls her eyes and thinks, couldn't Heather talk about anything but clothes? Like, I have watched programs just for the clothes. Yeah. Like there's, I'm not watching the marvellous Mrs. Maisel for a you know, <laughs> brilliant <laughs> depiction of the comedy saying, I'm watching for her coats. I like, mean, half of the Miss Fisher mysteries entertainment value is what she oh wears. Oh Let's face it. Kimonos. <laughs> yes. Give me that. <laughs> Though I 100% adore Miss Fisher. So. I mean, yeah, obviously. I love, but yes, but the like, clothes are a huge part yeah, of it. Yeah, it's, it's totally reasonable to really enjoy the costumes in a movie. Yes. Um, and Elizabeth is just being a bitch for no reason here. And she's decided after meeting her just like once or twice that she is, quote, obsessed with clothes and Heather is wearing an amazing outfit which I'm sure we will mm. get to in the outfit section but Snooty Liz decides it's, quote, too much for the local cinema and two books ago her sister was wearing fucking silk jumpsuits and striped boots <laughs> to school. school. <laughs> but, oh. Oh, and then it gets gets even more annoying when they go to Casey's. Oh, God. Because they order, like, giant ice cream sundaes, except Heather, who just orders a Diet Coke. Yeah. And Liz is all, oh, of course this bitch is on a diet <laughs> so she can fit into her fancy outfits. Oh, it seemed to be another symptom of Heather's vanity. Sorry, we're not all naturally a fucking size six, you <laughs> bitch. Oh, my God. She's the worst. Um, so they all chat about the film. And Heather liked the romance, but Aaron is all bitter say things like people fall out of love that love won't last forever which kind of upsets Heather as well you might if your boyfriend started saying this <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not the nicest thing to hear but also you can understand him being kind of bitter about the whole thing now that his parents are getting divorced and he's just kind of in his head so much about it I suppose true so Liz starts to feel bad for him because obviously like oh imagine if your family wasn't perfect like mine <laughs> And the lad Wait, was than death. <laughs> You're not awake, field. <laughs> so the lads see some of their teammates and they go over to chat with them, leaving Liz with Heather for some girl talk. And uh, I don't even know where to start with what happens next. Because Heather just Liz acts like she's being left with a racist serial killer. <laughs> it's like, how will I find common ground with oh, this person? She's awful. She's like with a sinking heart. She watched Jeffrey's retreating figure. She was sure Heather wouldn't have anything very interesting to say. Like she is oh, so judgmental. Oh it's my God. just infuriating. And also, they're literally being left alone for like five minutes. It's, yeah. Like, like it's you've fine. got some social skills. You're not stuck in a car with her for like seven <laughs> hours. Like just fucking take something to say. And then... Here comes the worst, as my notes say, oh. the biggest lie yeah. of all time. Heather starts sort of opening up to Liz. Yes. And we are told. <laughs> oh my God. I'm actually genuinely getting angry about this. I know. This. It's, it's We're crazy. told that Liz is a great listener when her friends have problems, but quote, any kind of soul bearing from a casual acquaintance made her extremely un. Comfortable. Excuse me? What? <laughs> fucking excuse me? <laughs> is she having a fucking laugh? Like, that is literally her entire deal. In every book. Every single, every single book. book. How fucking dare she? She's literally <laughs> popping up in front of Sally Lord. Oh 
person oh who has just moved to town she like two books ago. Badgers people into telling them her problems, and it's just like uh, 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 <laughs> we're actually speechless, speechless. Yeah. <laughs> with rage. Oh my god! Oh, and so not only is she a massive liar to herself, yes, she's not kidding fucking anybody. Like I just oh I can't god. believe the nerve of this. Yes, <laughs> and then Heather says that she wants to go to the fashion institute when she leaves school, but Liz isn't really listening because she's noticed that the footballer's having an argument, and here is another example of Liz being <laughs> appalling. So Heather <laughs> asks, you know, what do you want to do if you leave school? Yeah. And Liz says, uh, Heather, I'm really sort of a private person and a delicate blush colours her tanned oh, cheeks. Fuck As off. I now say, you're a massive cunt is what you are. <laughs> <laughs> Justified. <laughs> Imagine, oh, someone just asked, would you like go such, to college? Such a like, benign fucking question. Like. Yeah, it's not like she's asked, oh, are you a virgin? Of course, the answer to that would be yes. Well, yeah. But, it's not a personal question. It's really it's, not. And, and especially because she fucking constantly goes on about how she's a writer and she wants to be a writer and she never shuts up about being a fucking writer. And then yeah. someone actually asks her what she wants to do and she's like, oh, I'm a private person. You're in your fucking hole. I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so rude. Imagine it's somebody so asking rude. you an innocuous question. Shows of interest in yeah, you. Reasonable question and just getting shut down like that. Just like, I'm a private person. So rude. You what know, is like, your problem? And poor Heather is just goes, oh, She's I She's mortified, like. Yeah. Um, and Liz feels a pack of guilt, a pang of guilt. Well, she might. But she can't think of anything to say, to say that, quote, that Heather might relate to. Uh, you spent half your time with a vapid bitch yeah. that should have given you plenty of time in talking to people who have nothing in their heads. Oh which Heather does yes. because she is very smart and nice. She's so. lovely. Like Elizabeth is just the worst. Do you like listening to podcasts? Well, like I know you do. This is part of a podcast. I have a podcast. My name's Dave Coffey. I have a podcast called Phoning It In. It's an improvised phone-in show where I have a group of guests and they have no idea what they're about to call in to talk about until I introduce them on the air. It's gas crack. You can get it on iTunes or Stitcher, any of those, anywhere where you get, wherever you got this podcast, you can get, you can get my one as well. So it's called Phoning It In. Thanks for listening. So, of course, there was a fight with the with the football boys. Oh yeah, Aaron gets into another argument with someone. Yeah. Oh, it's still about the thing from earlier, isn't it? The... It is, yeah. yeah. Oh God, let it go, lads. Oh, and Jeffrey's trying to soothe them as he walks back to the table and then Heather starts talking to him in baby talk. Yes. Which is very cringy. It is very cringy, but it's also quite obviously this is how she calms them down. It's a tactic. Yeah, yes. it's like... Because it works. Yeah, that's it. So Elizabeth is just there sitting there judging her for doing this and it's like, clearly it's calming him down and it's working and this is what she's... It's a fucking coping mechanism. Like Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And uh, I mean, it would be embarrassing if they were doing it, but you know, yeah. it's it works. But as... it's pretty clear, yeah, that it's actually calming him down. So shut up, Liz. And Liz is just <laughs> revolted. Like the two of them are like a couple of kindergartners with their tantrums and their baby talk. And she's yeah. like, Jeffrey, take me home. <laughs> I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> and on the way, as they leave, um, Jeffrey defends Aaron again. Yeah. So back in the Castell Wakefield, Jessica's trying to train Prince Albert, who's still cute. So cute. And the door arrives, <laughs> and so oh, there's a delivery, Ooh. but it's not quite what she expected. Oh God. Because <laughs> it's the tofu glow. It's but... tofu glow, but there's like a million boxes. There is so much stuff. Yes, and it's obviously all the rage because the UPS delivery guy's like, "Oh, I've heard about this stuff. It's really hot." Yeah. 
Uh, so she takes as much as she can carry basically Gosh. up to her room and when Liz arrives home she practices her spiel and she reads out all the ingredients which actually kind of just sound quite legit. But yeah. They're like water and aloe vera and stuff like they don't sound that weird. But she draws up a list for her party and says she can't wait to flaunt her riches in front of Lila. <laughs> but um Lila is horrified that Jess is going to be, quote, a salesperson. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and Jess is like, well, I can see that living off your father has robbed you of uh, any initiative. I'd oh, love to do them together. Oh, God. Can't beat now, Jessica Lila's bat. <laughs> you really can't. And then there's, there's a weird bit. So Heather rings for Liz. Yes. And Jessica remembers, oh, yeah, she's stylish. Get her to come along to too. Come to the party, yeah. So Liz reluctantly agrees. But then we don't know, why did Heather call? Because the phone call oh, was yeah. literally just her going, oh, hi, oh, my sister says come to this party. And that's it. Huh. Why was Heather ring here? Yeah, that's kind of the whole phone call, isn't it? Mm, it's come. Yeah, you're welcome. Bye. Yeah, so we've no idea why she called. <laughs> that's so weird. Plot contrivance, I think is why. So strange. So it's party day. Mm. And Jessica arrives home to an empty house with loads of healthy snacks, including carob, which is the ultimate 80s thing. I remember my mother getting like carob bars and trying to convince us that it was basically It's like chocolate except it isn't. Oh. So parents who were into like whole foods in the 80s would give it to you. Um, covered nuts. Ooh. I mean, I'm sure my mother was trying to compensate for the fact that we did like constantly, you know, fish fingers and sausages yeah. and things. So trying to balance it out. It's but perfectly reasonable. It was gross. Okay. Uh, and it's part of Jess's uh, attempts to encourage her customers to pursue a chemical-free lifestyle. Yes. It, it's, it's all quite current now, isn't it? Like I this know. whole like no chemicals, all natural. Isn't it? Yeah. I she think was, just, uh, she just, was ahead of her time. She was. <laughs> she the world wasn't ready for tofu glow. <laughs> 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 In fairness, spoiler alert, the world wasn't ready for teenagers having industrial fridges that would be needed to True, yeah. contain the tofu <laughs> So uh, there's a great bit where Lila arrives and goes, oh, is this the Tupperware party? And Jess hisses, you be quiet. I love it. <laughs> and Lila's literally like chickling away oh, at her own, her own wish. And Heather sits next to Liz and Enid. Unsurprisingly, because they're the only people she vaguely knows. Yeah. Liz is like, oh, God. And she keeps asking to help, which Liz sees as being... She finds it really annoying. And it's like, oh, God, can you stop being the worst? Like, she's such a perfectly nice girl. And you Give just, her a break. Yeah. So, Jess gives her spiel. She's a tofu glow girl. She is. <laughs> <laughs> That's how she describes herself, which yeah. is quite amazing. And no, everybody she, uh, is uh, very impressed. Yeah, she gives it socks. Like she is, she is a born saleswoman. In fairness to her, like this is true. She's she's good at manipulating people. So though so she's a bit too uh, a bit uh, a bit too keyed to promise things she can't deliver, as we will find oh, out. She off- yes, she does offer isn't it a money back guarantee yes. if people don't like the product, even though that's not actually part of the whole no tofu not at all. scheme at very all. much not. Yeah, and there's Lois is there. Lois Waller, who just turns up every so often to be pitiful because mm. she's fat and has glasses. Aww. And she asks, apparently we're told Jess invited her on the spur of the moment because heaven forbid she might invite a fat specky girl into her actual home. <laughs> it was by accident. It wasn't on purpose. <laughs> and she's like, oh, are, are the dietary supplements part of a diet plan? I just can't remember the details. So she's just like, yeah, they give you so much nutrition you don't have to eat. Oh, Jesus. And Lois giggles with joy. Oh, God. It's so dear. grim. And Maria's like, oh, can I use the shampoo safe? Uh, can I use the shampoo every day? And Jess is like, uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, sure. Yeah, people kind of do ask her pretty relevant questions. And Jess is just like, yes, uh, yes, that's fine. Because she <laughs> hasn't read anything. She's just making it up as she goes along. 
So Maria becomes her first customer. Uh, Jess gives her the money for uh, the shampoo for, for free. free. <laughs> yeah. So she may be a good saleswoman, but she's not a good businesswoman. Oh dear. And there's a little bit of foreshadowing where we're told that un- hitherto unmentioned Pybeta Alpha member Julie Porter is there. Yes. And Jess asks her if she wants to buy some for her sister and Julie's a bit embarrassed but does buy some and it turns out that her older sister Joanna dropped out of school a few months ago and still lives in Sweet Valley but nobody ever heard about her anymore. <laughs> I love how she's just like she's not in school so everyone is just like you're dead to me. I can't even see you. <laughs> she's never seen like, anywhere. She's still in the town lads. <laughs> like no never seen her don't know who you're talking about no. out once you're out you yeah. never existed <laughs> yes scrubbed from the records uh, so oh my god Liz is uh, the worst <laughs> Enid doesn't want to buy anything because it's clearly nonsense but she does so to please Liz who says it would really mean a lot to Jess like Je- how stupid do you think Jess doesn't even Enid like is. Enid exactly yeah, she knows she doesn't like her and Enid knows this yeah. Enid literally rolls her eyes <laughs> as well she might oh God. and says well I'm doing it for you Liz yeah. whatever and of course Heather has bought lots of products and thanks Liz for inviting her and Liz is an ungrateful dick so That's rude. My note and Heather's going off to meet Aaron and when she uh, says goodbye to Enid and says, you know, it was nice meeting you, Enid and Elizabeth are literally exchanging glances like, oh, who is this bitch? In front of her. Oh, yeah. What yeah, is- they're just, they're so rude to her. And there's just no need. Oh, they get even worse because Liz then walks Heather to the door to speed up her departure. What the hell? What did she ever do to you? Like, Jesus. You've gone mad. Yeah. And uh, when she's gone, the girls talk, the girls were left to talk about school and the football team comes up and Liz's like, don't make me think about Heather or Aaron and she bitches about the double date and she's being so horrible. She talks about the baby talk yeah. and she's being so horrible that even Enid is shocked. Yeah, she starts doing this really mean impersonation of Heather, of Heather like doing her baby talk thing yes. and it's so cruel. Like, Yeah, it's, it's mean. It is like, it's proper mean girl stuff and it's, yeah, even for Elizabeth, it's actually, it's not like her and there's just, there's no need for it. Like, And and Enid is just sort of looking at you, at her going, what has happened to you? Yeah, well, she does laugh along a, though. She does, but yeah. I think when there's, she's she's so bitchy at some stage that Enid does sort of look surprised. Yeah. Because it's, because as you say, it is out of character. Mm. And Liz starts to think, oh, maybe, oh, hang on, this is a bit. Not nice. She kind of catches herself a little bit, yeah, even though like everyone's loving it and thinks it's hilarious. And that's kind of why she realises that she's, this is just a bitch session. Yeah. You know, this isn't really good humoured. Cut to school where Heather adjusts her makeup and we're told she cares about looking good, not out of vanity, but because of her love of fashion. Yeah. She designs and makes her own clothes so she could wear exactly the sort of thing yeah, she she's, wants. Like, she's quite impressive like because her clothes sound lovely and the fact that she's actually making them it's like fucking good for you Heather. And designing them like yeah. she's really creative. She is. And we're told she loves Aaron but she really is upset by the fact he's copying his bad tempered dad who apparently yells at Aaron too. Yeah it sounds grim enough at home for Aaron in fairness. Oh really horrible and it yeah, gets grimmer. It does. She feels it's her job to calm him down and baby talking works because it's sort of he thinks it's cute. He thinks it's cute, yeah. So that he usually relaxes when she does it. So you can kind of understand where she's coming from. That it's like, look, this will get him out of his bad form or whatever. Exactly. So it's very understandable, like when you see it that way. And she blushes remembering that she did it in front of Liz and yeah. Jeffrey. But uh, you know, she she really wants Liz to like her. Why? I Why? Know, like, you're worth. You're better than her. her. Yeah. <laughs> and she just wishes she could help. Aaron get out of his rage cage. Yeah. And rage cage. in fairness, he never loses the rag with her. 
No, Every, he doesn't. Yeah. So, you know, he's not just in, completely indiscriminately violent. He's not an abusive boyfriend. He's not actually out of control. <laughs> Good point. Uh, right? The <laughs> lied. It's all lies. All of it. <laughs> and Liz is covering the football practice from... Um, because there's so much interest in the final. And Je- Jeffrey asks her, don't you like Aaron? And she's like, look, he's just, he's just out of control. Yeah, she's, she's kind of pointing out how everybody used to like Aaron, but now he's just so tough to be around. It's kind of... Yeah. So there's know. constant tension between yeah. Jeffrey and, and Elizabeth about uh-huh. this. And she goes, sits down to watch the match as it begins. And there's a bit where she sees Heather further up in the bleachers. And Heather's like getting up to greet her. And then Elizabeth really you know, obviously sits down far away and sort of like, hi. Yeah, sits down purposefully on the bottom step. Like, oh, such a bitch. Well, I suppose she is reporting on it, but, you know, she'd be doing that anyway. Yeah. She starts writing her piece while she's there and the practice match begins and then there's another player tackles him and he trips and he goes berserk and pummels this guy's face. Yeah, he, he does actually punch him. Yeah, uh, it's, it's pum- Yeah, pummeling Brad's face. Shit. Yeah, it's pretty bad. That's um, worthy of Todd. When it is, <laughs> it is. Yeah, like the coach runs down and gets involved. But like the, co- the coach is kind of weird as well. because <laughs> He kind of pulls the boys apart, turns to Aaron and says, I ought to punch you out for that one, Dallas, but I'd be arrested. It's like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. Don't threaten physical violence on your students. On for children. Sake. Jesus. <gasps> Good point. Oh my God. Yeah, that, I just thought that was kind of shocking, to be honest. Like these fucking teachers, I swear to God. <laughs> well... Are we surprised? Oh, no. yeah. I don't know why I'm still surprised by stuff no, like this. No, no. We should be beyond all surprised for these uh, freakazoids at this stage. And the coach says, well, if there's one more outburst, he's going to be off the team. And yeah. you'd think he'd be off the team now because he literally was just pummeling somebody in the face. Yeah. And Heather rushes off to comfort Aaron and Liz realises, shit, this is the story. You know, the rage monster on the team. That's the real you know, sensation. Yeah. She's like, I'm a journalist. <laughs> She's a reporter. She had to tell the story as she saw it. It's like, okay, this is not Spotlight. <laughs> you are not Rachel McAdams. Can we all just calm down, please? <laughs> well, you know, she's, as we're told constantly, she's got her journalist's sense of uh, ethics. Sense of duty. Sense of, yeah, although I suppose not her duty to other human beings like no. Heather. <laughs> so, and actually we get a sample of her story which for once is actually written like a normal newspaper That's article. true actually, yeah. Bizarrely. In the locker room, Aaron is shaking with rage and resentment but then he starts to cry oh. and it's really sad. It is. And he's literally just, you know, he is only a kid and he's just sitting there going, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. Because yeah. he's thinking about his mother walking out leaving him with his violent dad. Oh. <sighs> On a more light-hearted note, Jessica is practicing <laughs> her door-to-door <laughs> spiel and because she's got a head action, sell tofu glow and just a little note there's a strange smell in her room. Mm, interesting. Yes. She's hoping Prince, and it must be a bad smell because she hopes Prince Albert hasn't done oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is not a good smell. <laughs> so she calls to her first, uh, her first house and she praises the decor and drops Alice's name and the woman is like, oh, Alice Wakefield, she did my house. Oh, I'll buy loads of products. Go yeah. and tell all my neighbours I bought loads of products and, uh, you know, you're brilliant. Yeah, so Jessica just has an incredible run kind of on that street by like using your woman's name as well and saying, oh, I was just in with her and she loves the stuff. And everyone's like, yeah, let's buy this fucking weird tofu shampoo, I guess. That probably already smells a bit peculiar. Yeah. And of course, Jess offers her money back guarantee. Oh, Jesus, Jessica. Oh, there is one bit where, uh, ah, 
quote, hatchet-faced woman. Yeah, she eventually does run into a bit of bother when someone actually says, you know, can I try this before I actually buy it? So she opens up a container of like moisturiser or something and the absolute bang of it. She's just like, uh, what the fuck? (laughs) And she's like, oh, it's just, it's natural ingredients. And the woman is, okay, well, let me try it. Oh, by the way, Jess hasn't tried any of them. No, not at all. Hasn't even bothered opening the tub. <laughs> and it, the cream doesn't sink into the skin. And yeah. It's just smelly. It's just like all greasy on her hands. And your woman's just like, I'm going to wash this off and you can show yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, well, yeah. go win some, you lose some. <laughs> but there's more problems in store. Because Kara calls later that day and she's got a problem. The tofu shampoo won't wash out of her hair. Uh-oh. Which reminds me of when my nephews got nits and I got nits from them and no. had to... <laughs> Try and wash out this knit lotion. Oh, yikes. That just wouldn't come out. And I ended up having to use washing up liquid. Oh, shit. <laughs> which stripped all that, the colour out of my hair. Oh, Christ. Oh, God. Yeah. That's so, an ordeal. I know. So, uh, yeah, if your, te- if your shampoo s- probably smells Ooh. and indeed feels like a knit shampoo, Oof. you've got a problem. Yeah, it's not good. So Je- Jess finally tries the products. Yeah, because I think she's explaining to Alice what's after happening and Alice is like, you haven't tried them yourself and you're selling them to everybody. What are you doing? She's like, well, I'm sure it'll be fine. But of course, yeah. the shampoo doesn't wash out. Then she tries a face cream. She goes bright pink. Then the customers start calling and demanding their money back. Oh, it's all falling apart very quickly. There's a great climactic moment where at the height of all this, Prince Albert walks in and reproachfully drops some Tofu Glow products in front of her. And Jess is like... <laughs> There's such tears. He's so great. <laughs> he starts barking at us. That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> he's the best puppy. Oh, we love him. He's the he's the true hero of he these really mugs. Is. <laughs> uh, so it's the day of Liz's article and her piece of you know her piece about Aaron, mm. and she's a bit nervous because she doesn't know how people will react, and she's also trying to ignore the <laughs> ignore the terrible stench coming from Jessica's room, yeah. which Alice is now like, get rid of this shit. Yeah, this shit is going in the garage. It's not in my house anymore. <laughs> yes, this is terrible. Yeah. Liz hopes that the piece will help Aaron see that he needs help. But she he she isn't optimistic. Mm. And of course, when she sees Jeffrey at school, he's really pissed off. And yes. He doesn't accept Liz's point that she had to report the ba- of the practice that she was there for. And they have a massive fight. Yeah. But then yeah, she blames Aaron for it all. She's like, she held him entirely to blame for causing this argument. It's like, well, he didn't make you write the thing. Yeah. <laughs> no. And also didn't make Jeffrey you know, yeah. act the way he does. But there is a bit where Jeffrey says, look, I, you know, he, he, Aaron was so pissed off with the piece earlier. He tried to hit me. Ooh, yeah, and J- Liz is like, uh, this is proving my point. Yeah. Don't you think that's maybe a bit much and that there's probably something very seriously wrong here? Yes. Yeah. So things are tense between them. Yeah. But then Hel- Heather approaches Liz, who of course is like, oh, not this bitch. <laughs> but she has a surprise in store. Yeah, Heather's really glad that she wrote it and thanks yeah. her for it. And is like, look, it might actually make him face up to what he's been doing. And he was in the wrong. And she's very reasonable and good about it. Like, Yeah, she thinks it yeah, might ha- help him see sense and, tell- yes. and hel- tells Liz about his angry dad. Oh. And uh, is, you know, rightly, it doesn't excuse his behaviour, but it does explain it. Yeah. And then she mentions that she she mentions in passing. I think she's like crumpling up her dress with her yes. nerves, and she's like, "Oh, I just made this dress, and now I'm wrecking it." And Liz is like, "What? You made it?" <laughs> <laughs> and Heather explains about her love of fashion, and she yeah. loves making things. And Liz realised they had more in common than she'd expected. Fuck, Fuck off! Like Liz. everyone else knew that Heather was nice and cool. It's just you, like being yeah. a judgmental asshole. Because she decided, "Oh, she likes clothes." Yeah. 
she's vapid. Mm. It's like, oh God, you're just the worst. I hate them. <laughs> and she, she realises that she maligned Heather and that Heather is thoughtful and caring and not blindly obsessed with Aaron. She's trying to help him through a really rough time. Yeah. All of this was totally obvious. Yes. <laughs> and she admits she was a first class snob. Okay. And, Good. oh no, <laughs> too little too late, yeah. frankly. And maybe now she's maybe, she's alienated Aaron so much you'll never know Heather better. Well, whose fault is that? Oh, Jesus. So the piece is making everyone in school tense, basically. They're yeah. all like on a knife edge. So she goes to Mr. Collins Yay! for solace. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> and she says she feels like a party pooper. And Mr. Collins is all like, oh, it sounds like you're suffering from, suffering from no school spirit itis. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Which is kind of amazing. And, uh, she uh, she admits that she you know she she felt she she's having second thoughts about writing the piece. Yeah. But Mr. Collins is like, why did you want to be a journalist? And she's like, to tell the truth. So he says, well, I think you did the right thing. Mm. And then she says, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an amazing bit <laughs> where she says, maybe I needed a little positive infor- reinforcement from an authority figure. Oh please, never call me that. No, no, no. that's come yeah. on now, Mr. Collins. <laughs> What did we say about boundaries before? <laughs> Come on now. Step back. Just, you know, we're, Come on. we're doing so well there for a while. Oh, God. And then he winks like, any time. Stop it. <laughs> Step away from the 16-year-old. Oh, God. <laughs> so she gets home to find that all the neighbourhood dogs are sniffing oh, around the garage. Oh, circling the garage and barking at it because it's like, what is in there? Something's died. <laughs> yeah. And Jess is on the phone to Tofu Glow who are telling her that she should have kept all the Tofu Glow refrigerated. And she does rightly say like, how the fuck am I meant to, you know, yeah, keep refrigerate that much stuff 20 in the boxes? Fridge. Yeah. But they won't take the stuff back because she didn't follow instructions. Mm. And she owes everybody money because she has to refund she, everyone. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, because of her money back guarantee. Disaster. <sighs> it's all gone wrong. I know. But she should not have offered that money back no, guarantee. So it's match day mm. and Liz and Jeffrey are apparently had a big chat off camera. Oh yeah, they they're sort both of kind of sorted agree everything Agree to disagree. Yeah. yeah. But um, it turns out Aaron still wants to speak to Liz. Yeah. And everyone in the school is psyched for the big match and Liz jokes that who would have you know, ever thought that Sweet Valley High would go soccer crazy. Mm. They bump into Heather and Aaron and it's really awkward but Jeff's, Jeffrey is like... He's never one to play games, we're told. And he tells Aaron that he needs to move on and be friends with this. And Aaron is all, we're not friends. And demands she apologise to him. And when Jeffrey tells him to grow up, he punches Jeffrey in the face. Oh, yep, it's bad. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's very, very bad. And like everybody sees it and it's just like, oh shit. So yeah, Aaron just runs off. I think he, yeah, he runs off crying pretty much. I think. He is horrified by what he's done. He he's is. Like, oh yeah, my God, it's, it's quite the wake up call where it's like, I've just punched my best friend in the face. And Jeffrey, it being Sweet Valley, whispers, Aaron, <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> and of course it happened like in the middle of school. Of so course. the word's going to get around. He's going to be off the team. Oh, they're going to lose to Big Mesa, you guys. It's going to be terrible. <gasps> Oh, or will they? <laughs> Heather runs after Aaron and he's in tears. And this this is genuinely really, really sad scene. It goes on for a bit too long. But he tells Heather that his dad once punched him too. Oh, God. Yeah. And so now he's just turned into him. And Heather says, look, you need to talk to somebody, not just me. Yeah. And you need to talk to a professional. Like, just talk to the guidance counsellor, Mrs. Green. And he's like, my dad will be angry. And Heather's like, well, look, he needs help as well. Yeah. Like, she's she's great in fairness to her. She is great. Yeah. 
She says he's been bottling his emotions and it's just not working and he needs to apologise to Jeffrey as well. And then Aaron says, which is really sad, he won't, well, Jeffrey won't forgive me because I've never forgiven my dad. Oh, man. Poor Aaron. This is, it's properly sad. Properly sad. And of course, everyone's buzzing around the school about this. But Jeffrey, or sorry, Jessica, is more concerned that with her tofu dish, the fact that her house is surrounded by dogs. Oh, God. <laughs> Even Kara's kind of amused at this. Oh, it, there is a gasp bit actually with Kara, yeah, where she's like, um, she's kind of just taking on Jessica a little bit. <laughs> she's yeah. like still stuck with that disgusting tofu. Jessica's like, give me a break. Don't rub it in. Kara's <laughs> like, I thought that was the problem. You can't rub it in or uh, rinse it out. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> so back to the serious storyline. Jeffrey admits to Liz that she was right all the time and that, you know, Aaron really does need to see a, a therapist. Yeah. And also that Coach Horner will have heard about the fight and now Aaron's going to be kicked off the team and that will might destroy him. Yeah. There is also the <laughs> gasp where she's like, she's all gentle and speaking to uh, to Jeffrey and, you know, about what's happened. She's like, there's no satisfaction in being proven right. Oh, <laughs> Which is another lie. total <laughs> lie. She fucking loves it. She's loving this. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> so even she then hopes, she hopes that the coach won't find out because, you know, Aaron clearly needs more help. He than, does, yes then chastisement to this stage yeah and then Aaron just appears and apologises to Jeffrey and then eventually manages to apologise to Liz he does yeah and he feels the tension lift oh and then he goes to Mrs Green the counsellor and says he's got to own up to the coach as well and they're like well do you have to and he's like no I do well yeah I mean yeah because he was going to find out anyway so he might as well be the one to tell him exactly so he goes to Mrs Green who is nice even though there's a bit where he goes I just think I have an emotional problem and she laughs she laughs in his face <laughs> it's so not, bad it's like, not a good guess you're there. a counsellor for fuck's sake don't laugh at him <laughs> not like yeah. Jesus like obviously <laughs> took a lot for him to come to the point where he decided to go talk <laughs> to you and then you laugh at him I'm just like oh sorry sorry I don't mean that sorry I literally did a, a dramatic <laughs> hand gesture and knocked my microphone the microphone yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's she is nice, but that is very unprofessional. That is like, very does she laugh anytime anyone yeah. turns up and goes, "I'm having loads of problems." She's like, ah, yeah, "Yeah, you do." And but it's, it's not even it's not even a giggle; it's a peal of laughter. Oh. <laughs> like, All right, Mrs. Green, fucking calm down, will you? <laughs> but then she rings Aaron's dad, yeah. and then he admits he needs help, mm-hmm. and then she gets yes. then she gets a coach. And uh, not long afterwards, Je- uh, Jeffrey and Liz and Heather are waiting outside the office and they see Coach coming out and it's all tense. But then Aaron reveals, comes out and he reveals he's on the team Hooray! because Mrs. Green pleaded his case. Yeah. And he's going to co- to um, counsel with his dad and feels so happy that nothing will ever make me mad again. It's like, cool your jets, Aaron. Like, <laughs> done <laughs> and done. Yeah. And everyone's like, Aaron's going to be fine. Hooray! Great. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. And it's match time. And... Here comes one of the greatest moments in Sweet Valley history. In fact, possibly my favourite of all moments Ooh. that has ever been. <laughs> so Liz joins some of her pals and she breaks it to them that actually Aaron's playing after all. Yeah. And Penny says something like, oh, so we won't hear Heather taming the savage beast with her baby talk. And she jokes about Liz's impression. And the others are all amused by this. And they try to get her to do it. And she's just like, no, she feels really bad about it. And then Heather turns up and she's heard everything. Oh, God, yeah. And then Heather proves herself to be the greatest character ever. (laughs) Because she sits down next to them and goes, what did EW say that made AD so mad? (laughs) And they say JF avenged his lady love with stern words about a ferocious and furious fisticuffs followed. (laughs) And she just takes the piss out of eyes and ears. It's amazing. And she keeps going. And it is 
Amazing. Like, I hear a certain student with this. Here a student with the initials PA cut English class today. And she looks at Penny. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it's Enid and says, This just in. Eeyore was seen recently buying seven pints of pistachio ice cream at the Quick Stop Mini Mart. Do her friends know about this shocking addiction? And she's... She's really funny. She and plays also, it really well because she has just turned up in the middle of a conversation about someone taking the piss out of her. Yeah. And she just flips it and takes the, the piss out of Elizabeth. And Sanctity has taken the piss out of that stupid volume. Finally. At last. <laughs> Thank you, Heather. You're the hero we have been waiting for. And we salute you. Oh, she's she, great. She is great. And then Liz, by the way, because she's still a dickhead <laughs> says it like all jokey like oh Heather that was so embarrassing Elizabeth teased I don't know if I could ever forgive you by the way instead of joking about not forgiving her yeah. why don't you actually apologise because <laughs> she literally just came up and heard that you've been taking the piss exactly. out of her behind her back possibly Ooh. yesterday for yeah. all she knows like <laughs> oh good lord but anyway <laughs> anyway uh, uh, she, of course she does apologise um, and the match begins and they win hooray yay and back at the Castle Dale Wakefield, poor Jess is trying to get Dirty Don's disposal. <laughs> I like Dirty Don. Uh, me too. He's been OTG. He kind of is. <laughs> He's all like, what do you expect me to do about this lady? <laughs> yeah, lady. I what do you think we are? <laughs> I ain't taking no check. What is this? Um... And poor Jess is in despair, but eventually... Yeah, so she's had to pay this guy like $50, I think, to, to come take, and it, take away. it away. Yeah. yeah, So it's more money down the drain. Yes, and she's she's in She's just learned her... Well, has she learned her lesson? No, oh, really. no, she never learns her lesson. <laughs> oh, and in fact, in a minute, she really won't learn her no, lesson. No, no, she doesn't... Like, consequences don't happen for Jessica, it's fine. Of, co- of course not. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Liz, Jeffrey, Aaron and Heather arrive, and then Ned calls and tells her tells Jess that somebody took Tofu Glow to court for because they had a similar experience and as a result the court has decreed that Tofu Glow have to reimburse all the Tofu Glow girls. Oh my God. And not only are they reimbursing they're going to pay so much to each one that Jess has made a profit. Jesus. So she comes out on top and doesn't have to learn any lessons. Of course. <laughs> Maybe that's why she's so terrible in the next book. Maybe. <gasps> yeah, she's after getting $300 for like nothing. <laughs> oh my Lord. And uh, so she's delighted with herself, unsurprisingly. And (laughs) so she can move on from that to gossiping about the aforementioned Julie Porter, Mm. whose sister Joanna, formerly mentioned, having dropped out of school, never seen again. Yes, indeed. And dropped out of school because, quote, she was just too dumb. Yikes. Fuck off, Jessica. And it turns out she's she's coming back. Yeah. And Liz is embarrassed about, uh, by Jessica's rudeness. Yeah, yeah, she's being extremely insensitive in fairness, yeah. Yes, um, but I thought that Liz didn't have a problem with people being rude and judgmental well, about people they don't know. fine when she does it, apparently. Yes. And <laughs> now Liz is worried about Joanna, and that's the end. That's it, yeah. Can you read us out? So, will Joanna be able to succeed when she returns to school? Mm. Find out in Sweet Valley High number 36, Last, Last Chance. Chance. Available <gasps> in May 1987. Oh! <laughs> a little bit of extra detail there. <laughs> when I was 11 and almost three quarters. <laughs> wow. So that was out of control. Ooh, that was out of control. <laughs> it really was. There was a lot going on. It was great. It was. And uh, you know, very, by the way, very suitably for this occasion, we're in the studio today <laughs> in our matching, matching Sweet Valley High t-shirt. This is who we are now. We both got slightly different models. Yes. 
Mine is the change it up a little bit. Mine is the dark grey mm. oversized one. Yeah. And you've gone for the classic grey. I have, yes. And, uh, <laughs> we'll have to get a picture actually and throw it Oh, up. of our stylish ensembles. <laughs> and speaking of stylish ensembles, uh, let's have some stats and outfits. Let's do it. Okay. Because there are some good outfits. There are some good outfits. Okay, but first the things that were counted. Let's see. Blondness gets mm-hmm. mentioned for oh, seven times. Oh. Seven months. Yep. Above average. Seven blondes. <laughs> uh, the blue green eyes got four mentions. Mm, yeah, I must average. Them up there. Uh, Liz shakes her head 13 times. What a judgmental cow. So judgmental. Just shaking her head at people. And it's been a while, but Jessica's back on her number 137. <gasps> yes, buzz. I noticed that. Yeah, so kind of near the start when she's talking about tofu glow, she says, I bet I can sell 137 tonnes of the stuff. Hey. She's extremely optimistic. And then later on in the book, she says... Oh, she's, yeah, talking to Prince Albert and she's like, you're totally hopeless. You know that? 137 wild horses couldn't make you fetch. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a while, but she made up for it with like two for one in the book. Oh, so I'm delighted. Nice. Yeah. Then outfits. It's really just um, Heather's outfits that she made. So there's two good ones. Um, yes, her outfit for the cinema that Elizabeth mm-hmm. reckoned was too much. Mm-hmm. So she's got on an impeccably tailored olive green dress. The collar and cuffs faced with buttery soft green suede. Ooh. Sounds quite nice. It does. It's like fashion forward. Like that. Yeah. And then the other dress that she's wearing that she has made, I think it's in school. Um, let's see. It's oh, a dress of pale peach cotton. Peach is such oh, a it's classic such an 80s, 80s colour. Yeah. Uh, it fell gracefully from a dropped waist. Very 80s. God, I love a dropped waist. I'll drop my confirmation dress. I believe talked about it this show before. Uh, a collar made of dozens of over- overlapping petals <gasps> in white and pink added oh. a lovely flower-like quality to the otherwise simple design. Wow! Yeah, oh, I think I would have killed somebody for that dress in 1987. Sounds good, doesn't it? It does. Gotta love a peach-dropped waist. Oh my goodness. The yes. memories come flooding back. So good. So that was out of control. Ooh. And if you are out of control with excitement... <laughs> <so that's> a, <laughs> How could you not be? Yeah. <laughs> If you would like to uh, get in touch with us, you know where to find us. We are on Twitter at SVH Podcast. We are. Oh, and actually, yes, I want to say thanks to Breege, uh, who got in touch on Twitter. She's at uh, Rare Opal. She pointed out, you know that book, Paperback Crush, that's doing the rounds. It's kind of about yes. the kind of 80s teen I know, I haven't books. got my paws on it yet. But there's a bit in it, apparently, about how frats and sororities have been banned from California public schools <gasps> since the 60s. Oh, but it's like, is it anyone really that surprised that Jessica's in charge of a criminal organisation, basically? It's like, yeah, that completely checks out. <laughs> totally does. Oh my God, like, so much that. sense now. Doesn't it? I'm, so, up. I'm so glad we know that. I know, it makes it so much better now. It's enhanced it. They're basically a gang <laughs> with great jackets. With, I was just going to mention the jackets. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. That is, oh, I need to get my hands on that book. I know, me too. It looks deadly. Oh. Well, uh, <laughs> if we do, we could. That could be another special episode. Could be, yeah. <laughs> run through what we learned from it. Oh God! Uh, so yeah, if you have similar insights and information, you you can email us oh, as well. Yes, you can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail And we are members of the Headstuff Podcast Network, home of some of Ireland's finest podcasts. Mm. And you can follow the network at HS Pod Network. And uh, tune in in two weeks. When we find out what happens when Joanna Porter has won. <gasps> Last chance. See you then, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. 
Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade. 